I'm recording. Michael, you sound like you're about 50 octaves low and like delayed. Oh, God. Oh, God. I. God. Okay, are you trying to use voice meter? Hi, friends. Hey! Literally just had to unplug it and plug it back in. It do be like that sometimes. (laughs) You don't think it be. How it is, but it do. But it do. Oh boy, guess who reset their settings again? Err, Come on. <laughs> it's not like you know, they've interestingly, something times. I actually updated OBS this time and it saved my settings. No, this time it's it looks like it's uh it's probably Discord is messing up. I think then we're ready for episode 299 of We Were Gamers, a podcast wherein we're old enough to fall down the stairs and be injured. Instead of fall down yeah. the stairs and have fun. <laughs> Getting old hurts. Oh, man. I was going to say, when you guys were little, did you guys used to, like, slide down the stairs and stuff for fun? Mm-hmm. I totally did yeah. that as a kid. Oh, yeah. We had carpeted stairs. And yeah, so, so do we. I, I know <laughs> for a fact um, when large appliances were delivered, we did some cool runnings down the stairs with the large appliance boxes. Cardboard boxes? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, like literally scenes from the movie acted out on the stairs. This would never <laughs> fly in my current house. Where the bottom of oh, the stairs is tile. <laughs> the I mean, the are stairs are also wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the stairs being wood both makes them easier to slide on and much, much more costly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to hear about Not your... just... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Michael, that you are laid up, my friend. Uh, yeah, I'm on the mend. Maybe you got a chance to watch that new Law and Order. I did get to watch that new Law and Order, actually. Yes, the most important news up front. Well, we had to do it up front. I mean, come on, it's, it's twenty twenty one years of a show that had a what ten year gap in the middle here, maybe more. Um, something long. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, uh, the first question, Andy, is the is the sound on your soundboard? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I'm gonna have to add in the sound. Okay, I will have to. I do think that. about this. Think about the Law and Order sound. Is that you can't blast it at full volume like you want for stuff on a soundboard? You <laughs> That's know? That's true. That's true. You would deafen people. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just be you know because you can't get the. The, like, awesomeness of that sound is the, like, dun-dun, like, you know, it's not, like, it, it sc- is screaming true. it at you. True. I had some thoughts on, on that show. I don't know. How, but did you like it? What did you think? Yeah, so I liked it. Um, I I appreciate it. Right from the jump, I appreciate that they still use the, like, 80s-style intro cinematics. Oh, yeah, definitely. And they also... The black and whites. They used all the. I mean, it was literally the, just the same opening with the new characters walking the walk at the end. You know, 
Oh, they've all been that, right? Every Mm -hmm. time they've changed characters, it's always been that, like everybody walking together to to close out the opener. Yeah, I like that the uh, the new cop that no one likes is all the way on the left, kind of separated from everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Jeffrey Donovan. Well, yeah, Jeffrey Donovan's character. I think his name is Frank, but I couldn't remember. So yes, I I called him the new cop. Um, yeah, it was strange watching that show again after this long it felt like a relic in a weird way that had been like soap operafied maybe a little bit because mm-hmm. the whole thing about law and order right and again i'm not the hugest fan so no, uh, in fact i'm, I'm supposed to i'm supposed to grill you on the fact that you didn't watch it that's true i yeah. didn't for reasons that may become apparent later in the podcast but <laughs> i i'm not the biggest law and order fan but look you can't not have seen law and order episodes it's physically impossible if you live in the united states to have missed it i I feel like that's true so how much is that show just exactly the same show but new or are they Uh, trying to do stuff where they're like serializing it right like turning it into a ongoing plot thing no which was never the deal no not that no definitely no no it is it is what it has always been there okay. was there was some stuff in there where it was like, hey, if you remember the old one, this this character, they brought back one of the old ADAs to play yep. a, a special role for this first episode. So that kind of stuff exists where it's like, uh, yeah, maybe they'll bring back, like Sam Watterson came back and he's still apparently the district attorney somehow. Uh, I guess there was a New York district attorney that served until he was like 90. So maybe they're modeling him after that. I don't know. I don't, did you like all of the new characters? I like Jeffrey Donovan as an actor, but I'm not sure if I like any of the new characters. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he, I mean, his character rubbed me the wrong way, but his character was supposed to, I think. Yeah. Which just says to me that they, they wrote it right. I think but they I think all the rubbed me the wrong way, though. The other thing that was a little bit jarring to me, I think, was that the running concurrently with this now is the final season of Blackish. Oh, and so <laughs> it's it was weird to watch that show and be like, "Huh, Dre is playing a good cop on this episode." <clears throat> Dre's playing a very strange role. I don't know if you've noticed this, but when he's out interviewing people, he uh, he has like a weird affectation to his voice that's like a very like I went to Princeton voice that he does when he's interviewing people and then when he's back at the station he, he's got that little blackish quip speak to him so like i noticed when he's interviewing people he doesn't use contractions but when he's at the station he's like using them all the time i don't it's, know what's it's code switching yeah it it's written right in there there's the whole holier than thou ada guy that they brought in just like the old holier than thou ada guys but this uh-huh. one immediately uses someone's story uh i won't say of what because that would be like a triggering thing maybe for some people but like a very in personal story he uses it for like just getting somebody to get thrown in prison it was like kind of really gross yeah especially when that that character didn't care right i did really i did laugh at the moment when they're they're playing the uh the black cop, white cop after getting yeah. up in the, the kid's face. And Frank turns the whole scene on his head when he agrees with Dre's position at the end. I'm just going to call him Dre. Okay. <laughs> Frank and Dre. <laughs> Frank and Dre. Um, 
he's he's going on about how the you know cell phones have ruined everything and kids today have no respect and the end of it he's like but i agree with you on the phones holding us accountable yeah yeah i was just like oh okay i did not expect that to end like that i wonder how much of this show uh revival will end in a lot of people being like "Mm, dick wolf is stuck in a different decade or if it will because isn't he like 97 how can he still be alive honestly well it feels like they are definitely doing things like you were talking about code switching and and like dealing with cops that are trying to figure out how to behave in the new world although this one didn't right he just lie he like straight up does some stuff that like is not appropriate or whatever in the courtroom and like the new da is like oh we gotta live by the new standard and then doesn't and so like oh it seems i was gonna ask like do you think there's any reaction to sort of the discussions around police and definitely criminal justice Uh, system recently (laughs) yes michael you want to you want to uh yeah <laughs> yeah, Sam, he he. Sam Watterson, Sam Watterson has kind of a uh, a thin blue line moment. Sure does. Where it's like we, you know, we've we work hand in hand with the police, and we need to stand beside them because people are trying to defund them for God's sake. That's uh, this is me over here making the. Well, it's interesting that they used Lord. Sam Watterson's character to do it because it's very very much like the Dick Wolf is like, yeah, boomers suck, don't they? Uh, where when he was younger, he was the guy that was fighting to do things the right way, right? Like, oh, we got to do it right. We got to make sure we rein in the cops. And now he's like the head guy and he's like, oh, the cop lied, but he didn't lie that bad. He didn't promise anything. It's like, okay, I see. Life life do be coming at you fast. (laughs) Yeah, I see. I see what we're... I see all the things maybe that he's trying to say. I wonder with time whether this will all pan out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I'll give it a few episodes to find its legs for sure. Before I, I really pass judgment on it, but absolutely, you know, I, for the most part, it it stuck to the law and order formula, which is what you want from a law and order. So it definitely hit the right strides, although it only took the cops because <laughs> JJ. Mm-hmm. Did you know that it's just like all you have to do is look at security cameras and you can solve a crime. Man, wow, that sure would be great if security cameras had quality above seven pixels by four. No, they didn't even do that this time. They didn't even enhance any. They didn't do any of that. Uh, There was there was one moment where they zoomed into. Oh, they zoomed in. They they zoomed in on the DA and the the chief of the station's like, oh, he's like, do I need to get this down to facial recognition for enhancement? She's like, no, I know who that is. It'd be like. In real life, actual security camera video is so garbage. I know. <laughs> you can't I know. see anything. So oh, what they like, do is they... But, but the thing they do is, like, it might be also be a comment on, like, the police state of the fact that literally they're just able to pull up cameras all over the place and they find out who did it. <laughs> well, isn't that isn't that a little bit of the reality of New York these days? Yeah, yeah. Isn't so, there a, a much bigger... Uh, so the cops are only on screen, screen for 20 minutes and the rest of the episode's in the courtroom. <laughs> like oh this is a lot of order and not a lot of law yeah or whichever way you want to slice it i don't know okay i don't know that was one episode of law and order i i'll give it more episodes you know what i mean yep same here uh somebody wrote an email that said i forgot to say something about joker which uh oh it was revolutionary for all these other reasons i'm just gonna pick one out that i did like uh from there is that it was um all one pov 
there's no uh, change from that one character's POV, which is kind of interesting. Yes. Yep. Instead of doing it all one shot or whatever, like some people would try to do to make you see it. It's just, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Also got some emails. Thank you for all the emails about screen tearing. I tried all those things. <laughs> uh, the Any most helpful. <laughs> the most helpful one is how does it work outside of Call of Duty? The answer is pretty good. So the answer the answer might just be what JJ said, which is Call of Duty is the problem. <laughs> yep. Uh, Going to get into that again potentially later in the podcast. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. But uh, since we're kind of doing screen tearing and email follow-up uh thanks for those by the way texts and emails and all that stuff is fun to get and engage with and we appreciate it podcast that we weren't gamers um you could uh weigh in on those food rules which are due next month or this yeah next this this month when by the time you hear it right yes no food Mm -hmm. for the gram and don't imposter uh we'll we'll debate them again hotly uh component class is kind of tied to that and uh michael we've been chatting about cases a little bit i don't know if you saw the new fractal torrent compact got a review by gamers nexus i did they, not see that they love it they were a, they were big fans of the the baseline torrent so the apparently the cable management in the compact is uh, abysmal i will tell you okay. i have the i have the meshify compact and it's not great but at least it has a steel back instead of a glass back like the mm-hmm. torrent does um, so I can just sort of push stuff if I need to. <laughs> um, I, 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 I like my Meshify, although the, it seems like if I had had the option to get a torrent compact, I should have done it. Uh, the air the, processing in there is quite good. Yeah. The only thing that, that stopped me from getting the torrent was that they said it kind of wasn't worth the money if you were intending to do uh, an AIO or uh, water cooling. Yeah, so the the big thing with their review of the compact was like, hey, oh, you, really, fans. you really are paying for these 180 millimeter fans, so plan your build around this. It's really good uh, for someone like JJ who does air cooling. Um, yes. Yeah. Because it's extra wide. Say that, it's cool that like Gamers Nexus acknowledges that, right? They're like, hey this case is cool because they have a specific idea in mind, right? Yeah. If you're going to use an AIO, put it inside a friggin' glass box. Who friggin' cares basically, right? Yeah. Well, not only, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like you have more <laughs> right. leeway there. And uh, they finally, in that video, um, answered one of my questions about using video card risers to turn them sideways. Because I guess oh, that yeah. torrent, that torrent does it. And I don't know if the case you picked out does it. Uh, mine does not have an adapter to do it but they said if it's within a couple inches of the glass don't do it because the way the torrent and other cases push air you're just heating the card up by turning it sideways interesting i can see that yeah because actually if you you know the fans are on the so i'm talking about looking at the face of a video card which i guess you know the side with all the fans yeah underneath that is the actual cooling radiator and the fins on that thing usually run along the length of the card. Mm-hmm. Yes. Meaning they're intending the air to travel across it that way. Yeah. Whereas if you if you 90 degrees it up and down, well, depending on which way you just did that now, the air might not be traveling the same way and through your case yeah, exactly. as 
as yep. you have now oriented the card, depending which, on you know which way you've turned it. Which in right. in the case of my case, the compact uh, Meshify, and in the case of the Torrent Compact, <clears throat> you can actually get better thermals than even a full size case because you've got colder air hitting components quicker if you keep the components yep. in the correct orientation for the air. Yep. So yeah, you're moving uh, more volume of air in and then expelling the hot air out quicker because there's less distance, right? Less yeah. in between. I mean, looking at their testing, you got to think a lot of people got to look at that case and be like, holy cow, how is cooling like this possible? So it's going to be an interesting yeah, the time. Numbers, in the, the numbers are top of the chart for most of the categories. Yeah. And for a compact case, from, too. Yeah. The question's got to be like, you know, what's the cost versus all these other ones? And then does it sell well as to whether all the other companies are going to copy it next, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely expensive, but the the, the midsize one, at least, is not that expensive I mean, for you, all of what you get with it. Right, because if you're planning to buy the one with the fans, it's 160 bucks. But those fans, you know, if well, you yeah, take right. them what out... Would you spend on, what would you spend on five nice fans to I put spent, into a case? I spent like 16 I think, or $18 a fan, right, to get, right, um, yep. to get Noctua fans. So, yeah. so now you're suddenly in the range of that. Yep, exactly. Yep. And you can definitely get a bigger case. Like my case is nothing special. It was like 120 bucks or eh, probably like 100 bucks plus tax. So, you know, 120 ish. Yeah. Um, and this was years and years ago that I got this case. And it's just, you know, I just haven't replaced it because it's been fine. Like, and that's the nice thing about a case. As long as the components don't get bigger, right? Yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, take the old one out. Sell it I, off for part. Put the new I one in. dumped. I dumped my last case, the NZXT um, case that I had, because the the thermal performance was just so much better moving up to a fractal case, and it wouldn't fit all the things I wanted to do correctly. Right, so there were two fold problems. I wanted to do a two hundred forty to two hundred eighty millimeter radiator because I knew which one I wanted, and I knew it would not fit into that other case so you can eventually run into problems like you're saying where components get bigger or your plans change in the future of like what you want to do with your case so um yeah as yep. as you know as things generally just get bigger and require more power and more and more oh my gosh should we talk about more power oh. <laughs> those 40 those 40,000 series uh the reveal i don't i, don't, I like I, can't even get my oh. <laughs> i can't get my thoughts out about that 1500 watts is that what i saw there's no can way you, can your case double as a wine fridge dude a wine fridge <laughs> you could run a literal real refrigerator for less so we're what like, we're talking I, about is an unfounded uncorroborated report of power usage for the next series of nvidia cards which probably aren't real but some people have come out and said that the 4090 will use upwards of what 1500 watts i can't believe you can that buy, that's true but you can buy an inverter that plugs into your car and acts like a generator for which you can run anything you want and the inverter does less than 1500 watts <laughs> it's running off your car engine and battery <laughs> yeah there's no way i don't think that's true but it's possible that you know 850 watts may become the low end of pushing power through these things to try and solve the upper end problems that they've been having with the 30 series cards. You know, now that yeah. they tried to throw RAM at the last 
pro- in the last iteration of the more cards. memory, and, right? Yeah, yeah, more memory yeah. Uh, didn't really do anything uh, based on most everybody's tests. But anyway, the reason I brought up cases is a uh, I had an interesting uh, <laughs> roundabout use of my case when I was adding that drive back in. Uh, when I put in a, another M2 we talked about last time, I rerouted some cables to try and put my video card cables above my video card to see if it would mm. look better. I'm not sure I like it. It's kind of an annoying, though, to reroute cables all the time, so I'll probably just leave, <laughs> leave it. <laughs> but I noticed when I was in there looking for where I would mount drives if I started adding um, 2.5-inch drives, right? Uh, Solid-state mm-hmm. drives to this thing where to mount them uh two of them are mounted to the back of the motherboard chassis i guess you call it right but like the thing that would be behind the back panel cover correct yeah two of them yeah. there they want the uh, the next two because i i took out the hard drive cage because i'm using that for fan space the next two they want to add are on literally on top of the power supply just, gotta find space somewhere man just flat mounted to the power supply cage is like wouldn't those get hot like really hot i mean I gotta put them somewhere i like, guess my m.2 drive is like centimeters below my video card so oh, yeah i know i've it, got like mm, they have a thermal hot, shield <laughs> i have i have a thermal shield on top of mine yes but they run and mine does as well but like dude <laughs> i mean they run at um just just being on and in use now they run at like 50 C just, just idling. That's kind of crazy to me. Toasty. Yeah. I'm not super toasty. They can run up to like 85 or 90 when they're in use for a long, right. Uh, and they, um, Samsung allows it. I don't know why, but, uh, yeah. Whew. Industrial part temperature spec, man, they got one. And if it violates it, you know, they are going to be dealing with it. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Like they, mm-hmm. they will turn it off if they decide it's too hot. Yeah. But just idling at 50 is one of those things in my head. This alongside the power of like, wow, components just do more stuff now, I guess. Uh, and I mean, you know, as you mentioned, like the answer, like the reason why power is constantly increasing in these things is like, nothing in electronics is free man you want stuff to work better and do more and faster and all this you gotta it's gotta, gotta come get from it somewhere gotta come from somewhere yeah eventually more electrons are needed somewhere and you know they creates more power more heat that's just how it works unless you can find a way to shorten you know like with smaller and smaller nanometer technology shorten the distance and all these things Right, but then, you know, each component upgrades and changes its distance at a different amount of time. Well, your CPU is upgraded, Mm -hmm. but your GPU hasn't, and your RAM and the motherboard, and yada, yada, yada. Yep, yep. Yep. Well, Michael, what did you, uh, where are you going to mount your drives, my man? Uh, I have two M2s, so those will go into the M2 slots on my motherboard, and then... I haven't decided with the third one that I've got whether it's going to go... What did you um, decide to mount the (laughs) <laughs> you got a case right i mean we yeah yeah so i have those. the yes um i settled on the fractal define seven define seven okay and that's a newer or older design fractal it's a full tower uh it's a mid mid tower okay but not yeah, a compact no but not a compact yeah it does come in a compact version but i went with the the slightly larger one 
Um, that side? one is yes. Last side, light tint. This is very industrial fractal. looking. I'm all I'm black on the interior. I'm googling fractal define. Yep, or define seven. Okay, got it, got it. I and you're using an AIO. Yes. Cool. Pretty looking case, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the one of the things that I like about it is that the, it actually comes with a swappable top panel. So if you want to mount the radiator for your AIO to the top side of it, it provides you with venting compared to the just closed top. Oh. Needed, that would seem. Yep. I mean, you should do that then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's what my plan is, is just so it's up and out of the way. Cool. Um but yeah, I haven't decided for the the actual solid state drive whether I'm going to put it in a rack in the cage or mount oh, shoot, it directly to the back plate. They even have the little uh, S, uh, SSDs mounted to the power supply cage in your Define Seven too. So I guess yeah. that's just their deal. It's a thing. I want to yeah. say the even my well my old PC thing doesn't have the ones to mount to the power supply thing but it totally has these to mount to the back yeah like, the back plate yeah yeah the back plate's pretty standard for 2.5s i think that that's the preferred mounting position for a lot of people you can get at them very easy yeah cool and you're done you found your power supply and you got all your parts and you're ready to build uh the case is back ordered oh no oh so, yeah yeah i found a good deal on the one that I like the size and the the glass tint that I wanted, but it's uh, a couple of weeks back ordered. Hopefully just a couple of weeks. Bummer. Products. Yeah. Bummer. It's the way of the world right now. But yeah, I'm I'm almost there. Congratulations. Cool. Very excited to hear how that goes. Yeah. Now I just gotta wait for uh drive drive SSD drives to come down in price, man. Woof. Yeah. They are. It's not cheap. I don't know if you've looked lately, but the prices are creeping up. Again, I don't know what happened. Although, paradoxically, the M2 ones, the NVMEs, have been getting lower and lower. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, they had like, a sale. I've seen multiple Obviously. times. I've seen multiple times in the last few weeks the sale price that was equal to the one I got for stuff on Black Friday. Well, so. I mean, that 980 Pro that I bought, the uh, two terabyte one, is still. 280 bucks i mean that's below black friday last year Good so deal. i don't know what's up with nvme being cheaper than uh regular what do you call that nand flash there must just those... be a certain set of components that you can't get right now very strange well uh jj hello have you been able to find all the components you need to make potions <laughs> flask of crimson tears there we go. Uh, yes, I have been playing Elden Ring uh, on the PC. And as alluded to earlier, there are performance issues that I, I and it seems the internet are not able to solve currently. Oh, no. I yeah. don't find them that distracting um, in my play. I've, I've played quite a few hours at this point. I'm probably like 12 or something. I've been pushing quite a few hours in it. But yeah, I, I there are... There is an unremovable stuttering issue, which feels like it happens more in some areas than others, and also feels like it happens more frequently when, like, big things load in than others. That's all, like, hearsay for me. I can't prove any of this. But it's definitely noticeable right out of the gate. 
my hardware is strong enough that it overcomes it not to i can't get rid of it but like the frame rate will drop from like you know a couple frames whenever it happens so you know like 58 compared to 60 or you know 54 compared to 60 yeah but Eh. you notice if it's a stutter yeah yeah it it does happen enough that it is not completely smooth yeah but Hmm. then you know it is also gone in a quarter of a millisecond or whatever or you know a quarter of a second and then doesn't happen again yeah Uh, still unacceptable for a pretty annoying pretty annoying um but like i said it doesn't like it it only happens certain places and certain times and i can't like reliably force it to happen anywhere yeah and it hasn't ever caused me at least thus far to die or lose progress or really annoy me more than like oh hey it hitched up that's like the maximum amount of annoyance i've taken from it something you can live with then so far i have been living with it is it perfect no um but I can tell you that will they patch it? Yes. God, I hope so. Uh, Continuing on the performance front, I can tell you this game can run on much lower spec hardware than I have. As such, I have been setting the uh, NVIDIA. What is that thing? The like DLDSR. What? What? The deep learning dynamic super resolution. Oh, I haven't used that. I haven't played a game with that yet. So you have to mess with it in the NVIDIA control panel, not the GeForce experience, right? Oh, okay. And in there, basically, it, like, renders the game at a, like, some higher resolution. So, like, super sampling, right? You know, where you just render the game at a higher resolution and it downsamples to your screen? Sure. Yeah. We all understand this, hopefully. This is doing some kind of NVIDIA magic version of this, where it is rendering the game at about the 1440p that I'm playing, but it internally or somewhere along the line, it is trying to render it at a higher rate somewhere else. And I mention this only because like the GPU is bored <laughs> when I am playing this game. It has <laughs> nothing to do like because the frame rate is capped at 60 and the, it is a cap in the game. It is not negotiable. You can't turn it off. You can't mm. change it. 60. Okay. Uh, V-Sync on or off doesn't matter. Sixty, and well, you so should because use V-Sync. You have you have G-Sync, don't you, on your monitor? Doesn't matter. Sixty. <laughs> well, count. yeah, but the game gives you sixty no matter what you do. Higher refresh rate doesn't matter. Sixty, because the game is always giving you sixty frames. It's like my GPU is like, well, I got like got another twenty seconds here. You want you want to do something else? <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> it was like. The temperatures were like 50 degrees, 40 degrees. Like the GPU was like not even getting out of bed. Nice. And so I was like, oh, all right. Well, let's like turn this super sampling up over here. And, you know. So that's like the opposite of like a DLSS situation then where it's trying to lower the resolution and make it better somehow. Yeah. I don't understand exactly how DLSS works. Um, but also it's worth noting this game does not have ray tracing. Oh, uh okay so that's gonna that's gonna be a lot less of a draw on your gpu then they have talked about oh we're gonna patch it in in the future or something um which i am skeptical of because this game is so big i (laughs) i got a glimpse earlier uh in the week of the full map and it's like when you start this game you open this map you can like see this huge world out in front of you and you're like, oh, wow, it's so big. There's so many different places I can go. You sweet summer child. 
You've seen nothing. (laughs) (laughs) This tiny speck of land that you were on is a moat in the galaxy of the space in this land. So, JJ, uh, you don't like open world games, man. Yeah, but I like Dark Souls games, Andrew. And this game is a a Dark Souls game. Uh So, the thing that I have disliked about open world games like Skyrim and, to a lesser extent, like you know, like the Horizon Zero Dawns and games like that, is that a lot of the open world part of them is, like, extremely boring. Okay. Sure. And the exploration is not interesting to me because I explore over there and I find a side quest that is like, hey, do you want to race mounts? Or, like, do you want to do climbing game or whatever? But here I go over there and I find a dungeon full of dark souls bosses and enemies <laughs> or i go over here and there's a giant giant who jumps down off the cliff above and attacks you and then i'm having a fight right it's like the the fact that everywhere i go i end up doing dark souls stuff is enough to make me care and be interested in like oh what's over there like the i'm exploring to find the weird dark souls stuff going on in this game that's cool the interesting hook for me in this and that like I think this is getting me into open world games, maybe, right? Like, no. Because it has the thing where I like I could just go wherever and do stuff. And when I get destroyed by a boss too many times, you instead of like being blocked, <laughs> I could just not go there anymore. Yeah. And do something else. And, and you found a different boss. Or I just fast travel to the other side of the map and walk around. Or I go over there and like try to see what's under that cliff. Or I go see, maybe I could beat that giant now. Or maybe this dragon over here. Or there's another hole, and there's another cave in that cliff over there. What's there? And, like, every single time I've gone and investigated something, I found something. And it's not like it was just a cookie-cutter little, like, series of rooms that they pasted together with some, you know, the fifth version of this enemy. Maybe I will get to that point later in the game. Who knows? But, like, so far, every place I've explored has been different. A different boss, different set of rooms, different all placed there in like a Dark Souls dungeon-y way. You eventually get to a, a castle. Spo- I mean, it's not a spoiler. There are castles in the game. <laughs> I don't think that's a spoiler. It's a Dark Souls game. Go on. And the castle is a giant, intricately designed, interconnected Dark Souls design type level where like you go a certain distance, you get to the checkpoint and you find out, oh, I've unlocked a shortcut back to earlier in the level. Now I can go this way and like do these other things over oh, here. Oh, cool. So there's ah. benefits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, oh, hey, there's items over here I couldn't that's, get to before. because And like I was that's too afraid really to the go over negative there and like in, all this stuff. In, uh, that's really the negative in Skyrim and all, all those open world procedurally generated blah, blah, blahs where it was like, what's the point of going here? Loot. What's the point of going here? Loot. What's the point of going there? Loot. Okay. I'm done looting. <laughs> but if you, so like, you know, if you have a to reason fair, to the, go to those places because you could unlock, I think Breath of the Wild, Michael, might be in this case, right? It's like most of the open world is open world-ish. It's like there's a reason to go over there. Yeah, it's still it's still pretty fairly open. Like there, there's very little in it that by going somewhere you unlock an area you couldn't get to or an area that you had to go a long way around to get to before. Um, there's not a lot of, of gating of a, the player in breath of the wild. And so I will say this game does some of that where like, yeah, there aren't like 
there are you can go a lot of places right off the bat, but there are eventually some parts of the world you can't really get to without doing some bosses, you know? And like those bosses are not easy and they are going to make you do some some work to get through them. But in traditional Dark Souls fashion, you can summon people to help you. And this game gives you some new tools there. If you don't want to summon actual humans, because maybe you think that that makes it too easy, you can summon NPCs who are going to just going to, you know, wander around the arena and do whatever it is their little NPC thing tells them to do, try and fight and help you or whatever. But usually, like, if you're having a really tough time, or maybe you're, like, doing magic, or you're using a bow, or something like that, and when the boss is constantly running at you and jumping at you and attacking right in your face, having some other little people wandering around to, like, take the attention for a minute while you run away and, say, charge up your next set of spells or whatever can be really, really nice. Summon a tank for you to keep casting. Let's talk about my friend and your friend, <laughs> the jellyfish. <laughs> it is a giant floating jellyfish that shoots like poison jets or something. It's going to sit there. It doesn't care what you do. The jellyfish is immobile. <laughs> <laughs> and it will shoot its little poison thing at whoever gets near it and it will do its very best. My God, my friend, the jellyfish, thank you. <laughs> For helping me in so many boss <laughs> fights so far. And, you know, in, and in true Souls fashion, you can level these things up eventually. You can level yourself up to gain more power. You can level your weapons up to make them stronger. And, you know, through a combination of all of these things, you are eventually going to be able to overcome. That doesn't mean, you know, you'll be able to overcome immediately or instantly. But I really think that this game, more than any of the others, gives you tools to get stronger and more powerful if you want to. So, and you don't want to just bash your head against the wall. Yeah, a little unlike most Dark Souls games from what I understand then. It certainly has new avenues that the other ones didn't have, right? Like all this summoning stuff is all new, um, at least to me. And I think the the effect of all of it is that it really does give you ways, you know... A, to, cho to choose the level of difficulty you want, right? You don't have to engage with this summoning stuff. You don't have to summon people. You don't have to summon the jellyfish. Sadly, you can't have the jellyfish and people active at the same time. Biggest disappointment I found. It went out. <laughs> so I summoned a person, and I was like, all right, me and this guy will be good, and we'll go in and fight the dude. No, jellyfish denied. Very so, sad. Uh, it's no vampire survivors. They still want you to lose. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, look, they're... Yes, <laughs> look, you're gonna die. There's no way around not dying. And... The game, you know, it encourages you to some level to learn through your deaths, right? And that has always been a part of these games. And I just, I cannot explain just how, like, the breadth of content that there is. And, like, I'm not even very far into this game. Um, a slight spoiler here. Um, I opened a treasure chest, and it was trapped, and I was teleported to someplace across the other side of the map. I have no idea where I was. Whoa. I, and, you know, it's like one of those things where, like, if you haven't found the obelisk or whatever, you can't see the, the actual map. It just shows, like, you know, an outline or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was just way, way off on the side of the world. No idea where I was. I found a little save point, And it's like, yeah, you can't you can't fast travel out of here, dude. Sorry. You're you're stuck. <laughs> oh, like, no. What do you do? No. Got to hoof uh, it out. 
Right. And so, you know, you had to eventually run a little ways away. And eventually, once you got far enough away, it's like, all right, fine, we'll let you go. You d- you survived this time. I saw some really messed up stuff over there. <laughs> I don't want to go back. It's like red sky and blood waters and horrible prawn looking people. I don't want to go back over there. That looks awful. Except I do want to go back over there and show them <laughs> when I've become stronger and teach them for <laughs> trying to mess with me. Right. Except like that's like half a world away and I God knows what's between me and it. <laughs> yeah, and how long it'll take you to level enough to get oh, there. Sounds like it's yeah. a bigger game than you might be used to. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think it is worth pointing out that this and again, this game also does the thing that a lot of other Dark Souls game do is where like the the areas don't really scale. And, like, so you get to a new area, and if you're at the, like, kind of right level, it will seem challenging but doable, right? But if you get to a, you know, an area you're not supposed to be in, it's going to be really bad. (laughs) Yeah. But conversely, right, if you go then, you know, level up a whole bunch and you come back later, that area will not be so bad anymore. And the earlier areas you are in, you are going to be effectively immortal, right? I feel like that's been a lost art in video uh rpg making video game rpg making where it was like not the new thing was for a long time well what if everything just was roughly the same difficulty all the time and everything scaled with them while they leveled so they never really feel a challenge or feel a challenge Mm -hmm. all the time or you know what i mean like you could set the game how you want it to be versus like well these monsters are like this and those monsters are like that and if you you know go back to the basics here I think it really helps, like, differentiate the areas, right? Because now I know when I go back to that area where that original castle was, it's like, I'm cool here. I am I am going to crush these puny mortals out of the way while I ride by on my horse. Yes, totally. It is totally like that, right? Like, the first level is your Elwyn Forest slash the (laughs) Barons, you know? And, like, you're just in there chilling, doing whatever you want. And, you know, you go back and you're now in the level 60 zone all of a sudden and you're going to get rolled by that dragon. I I think that that kind of design is a consequence of the growth of open world games because it's it is a solution to the question of, well, we want people to feel like they can go anywhere. How do we make sure that anywhere they go, the game is going to feel the appropriate level of hard? Well, we'll just have everything scale with the player as opposed to older games where you would have the designers or the developers decide, well, we want the player to go in this direction. So we're going to make it really brutal if they pick another direction to go in. Mm -hmm. And I think Elden Ring knows that you're going to do this anyway, right? Like, it's not like there is a literal full cliff. Well, except maybe if you get teleported to Hellworld. But like <laughs> there are even it, but then I eventually escaped and I was able to kill those guys, like albeit very slowly and after dying a bunch, but like you could, you could kill them. It's not like it was like me walking up as a level seven character into the black rock depths and just being unable no, to even hit or damage a monster. Is, right. This is definitely more like uh uh fallen order was where I went to Dathomir yeah. first by accident. And it was like, man, this Dathomir thing is really hard. And then I I got stuck there because you can't get past a certain point unless you've gone to the other places. So you come back later and you're like, ha, ha, this is really easy now. 
<laughs> it's just because yeah. you can throw your lightsaber by the time you get back there. Yeah. And so I, and I think they have done a good job in letting you also, like, there's never only one path you can follow, right? There are like, yeah, this is probably the story path or something, which again, I can't really say what, I don't even really know what the story is in this game, <laughs> honestly, but like, <laughs> d- 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 welcome some back, said tarnished. Things, but I don't know. Yeah. Welcome back. Arise, ye tarnished. Arise, arise and be a tarnished. May um, the blood yeah, of grace about, guide you. Something about an Elden Ring um, runes. Yeah, I don't know, man. Grace. Bird tree. You met, you've met Grace by now, I'm sure. Oh, so you think Grace is a person? No. I think Grace is the flowy line that comes off of the bonfire telling you where to go. Oh, but now you just find Grace instead of bonfires, right? You you touch grace, yeah. You touch touch. The, Which it's a little bit of a drug memes there, huh? Touch the sky uh, kind of deal. I I, re- I really every time I hear it, I keep hearing the uh, reach out and touch. <laughs> oh, the there you go. Yeah, reach <laughs> out and touch grace. grace. Yeah, I hear it all the time. The, the uh, pest mode playing this game. Yes. Yeah. Or is wow. that nine inch nails? No, I think it's the pest mode. Anyway, yeah. Um. But they've done a great job faith of like not too, limiting not, you. Not grace. It is faith, but it is grace in this game. So, yeah. But they've done a great job of not limiting you. Like, okay, it's not like you have to go into this castle. There are other places you can go. There's a huge forest over here. There's a thing down south. There's God knows whatever over there on the beach. Like, you could just... And then you could just go, right? Like, it doesn't stop you from going these ways with, like, impenetrable cliffs or walls or areas that you can't get through, Right. So even though it feels like the content there when you go into this cave by the beach and there's a dungeon underneath it and a boss, it feels authored, but it also doesn't feel impossible. And they've done like just a really, really fantastic job of like letting you go find stuff and stuff to do that isn't impossible and is also like different and varied all over the place. They may have made JJ's perfect game. Dude, maybe. That's a tough, that's a tough balance to strike. And who knows? Well, yeah, like again, I am early on, so it is hard to say. But I'm assuming you're not playing with a keyboard and mouse. No, although I've heard the keyboard and mouse controls are decent this time, which is unusual for these games. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I am using my new uh, Microsoft Elite controller, Elite Two, right? The the newer one. Yeah, the Series Two, I guess. Series Two. Uh, did did I convince you, or did you convince yourself? <laughs> both i guess definitely you played a role i see please tell me you've been using the paddles i have been trying i will say (laughs) that very strange yeah and in the panic of a fight i need to not i don't have time to think about which of these paddles corresponds to x or whatever that i need to heal i need Mm -hmm. to be healing so i I will say that my I, i have them all bound to stuff Although I did have to unbind one because I kept pressing it inadvertently, and that was very frustrating. You can also take them off. Yeah, I may take that one off just because, like, my hand sits in such a way that, like, I'm constantly tapping it accidentally. Yeah. I noticed when Um, I was playing Celeste that I had to force myself never to press A on the pad if I was going to try and use the the paddle, right? mm -hmm, So, like, mm -hmm. and, and wanted to be more efficient. So, like... You pick a uh, a key or an, a button that you're going to use on the pad and just leave your thumb on that. And then, you know, using the paddles, try and bind 
to the things you also are going to use on the pad all the time. Yeah. Uh, and really just force yourself to use the paddle instead. And uh, I think, and you eventually get there. The muscle memory is different for sure. I think the thing I need to eventually do with these paddles is instead of binding them to the face buttons or like the more versions of the back buttons, what I really should do is bind them to like the button combos. Yeah, you, you can, can do, do that, that right? Because mm-hmm. yeah, there's the, a couple. The pro okay. there's a software you can download, and you can make profiles. I think you can make three profiles that you can save to the controller. You know, yeah, and things really, that are hard to press, really like need. like clicking in the stick, like you know uh, the R threes and L threes of the world uh, that often you you click the stick, but it ends up shooting your aim off to the side or whatever because you push it too hard and panic. Uh, yep. I have bound those things in certain games to the back paddles. I will say, uh, thankfully, I have not done had to do the stick clicking stuff in Elden Ring yet. But there are a few things I have on like a button combination of like triangle slash Y and R1 or something or triangle Y and, and left or right or something like that. Mm-hmm. And those sort of things would be nice to just have a button for. Because if it's like a dedicated like call the horse button or a dedicated like what's that there's a move like a two hand move because the in this so unlike other Dark Souls games when you two hand something previously when you two handed it it would always two hand whatever was in your right hand so if you press triangle it would put whatever's in your right hand in, into two hands if you have a shield it just throws it on your back or something and then you know you press the button again and it goes back to having two separate hands. This time, it's a button combination of triangle and either right bumper or left bumper or R1 and L1, and it picks which one you want to two-hand. So do you want to two-hand the thing in your left hand? You do triangle and L1 left bumper, or you want to do it the other way. It's triangle Y and R1 right bumper. Hmm. And so you can do the like, okay, I want to two-hand this thing for a second, and then switch to two-handing the other thing if you have two weapons, right? Sure. I don't know. I've never really like made a lot of use of that because I really carry a shield in one hand and you don't ever want a two-handed shield. But, <laughs> hey, it's there. Um, and maybe there could be reasons, right? If I have like two swords or something and you want to two-hand this one for this effect and go back to the other one for some other effect. Yeah. Totally and possible. Have you uh, played around with moving your trigger stops and uh, all that kind of stuff? I moved the trigger stops forward from the from the all the way down to like one up, I think, mm-hmm. instead of the like very shortest one. I didn't like sure. that. It felt like I was not pressing it enough. So then yeah. I moved it back down a little bit. And that's been cool. And then you know you can take the the things off and adjust the tension of the sticks. Yeah, I haven't felt the need to do that. It feels No, it I, I like them untensioned. So that's kinda nice that you can I make definitely sure that like that they give you the option of the cross D-pad or the weird circly buttony thing. Yeah, it's a weird um, D-pad. And so I could just put the normal cross in there and I don't have to deal with the weird circly buttony thing. <laughs> I know there are the people only thing who probably I, like I, that thing, but no. Kit and I are in agreement that they should have offered colored face buttons instead of black and white. Yeah, yeah. Um, mine is all black and I totally could agree if like they gave you some cool color choices that might be fun silver or white or something what do you think of it overall it's been pretty nice uh like i said it took a while because i had i'd been using a ds4 for a decent amount of time and a ds3 before that even for an even longer amount of time oh you had to move your thumbs around um but that wasn't that bad i mean like i had played switch games and 
and Xbox games before. It's not like it was the only time I'd used one. Um, and it's been good. I like the weight. I really of it like it. A bit. Yeah, it feels nice, and I think that's the thing that draws me to it the most is the the heaviness and the uh, I don't know secure feeling, I guess, of it. And the paddle location, having used the scuff, is uh, quite convenient, actually, overall. Uh, yeah, I think the interesting are you using it wired those, or or Bluetooth. Uh, wired. My my motherboard does not have Bluetooth by default. Ah. I would have to get a plug in. Um, they, which have, again, they sell plugins, of course, but they do. Yes, them. and the response time is better than Bluetooth, but uh, a like millisecond slower than wired. Yeah, I just I I leave it plugged in most of the time. That will probably eventually ruin my battery, so I probably shouldn't do that. But. <laughs> well, Michael, you're you're in the next one. We gotta convince. Yeah, apparently I'm, <laughs> I'm left out here. First, the uh, vampire survivor. Hey, that wasn't my fault. He he convinced. Man, me. I did also play a bunch of vampire survivors. I think I have all <laughs> the achievements in that game now. I stopped. I'm gonna take a break from that game until they release it. I I like it quite a bit. I just. They're going to be releasing new stuff all the time, and I want to be able to like come back and have a lot to look at or something. Um, yeah, I have. I mean, obviously, I've fallen off in favor of Elden Ring, but like probably when they update it again, I'll go back and play a few more rounds. I did and be like, man, that still rules. Uh, I did pick up Loop Hero again, and just real quick, since we were talking about it offline, um, how do I decide if I want to fight the boss or not? You said quite a few loops. I'm on like loop 15. I've started to max out some stuff, and I feel like. Maybe I shouldn't yeah, fight can. the boss and just take all this stuff home. So, I mean, I guess the, the question there then is, you know, Michael, you've played quite a bit of Loop Hero as well. Yep. How much other, how many runs have you done where you got to take home a bunch of stuff, you know? Yeah. Usually I just die and take home 30%. This so, is the you know, first run I've had that seems self-sustaining. Ever. Do you think it's because you got lucky or do you think it's because you found the a right good set build. of cards. Yeah. Maybe both or like I'm getting better at understanding how much stuff to actually put on the track. Maybe I was putting too much on before, you know, totally a thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, you can take all the, all the loot and go home because there is a cap at some point, right? Like you eventually can't get any, yeah, everything caps out at 20 of the higher end resource. And, you can just leave and then you'll be able to upgrade a ton of stuff back at the village probably, or yeah, if nothing yeah. else, create a whole bunch of those little like weird relic things. And there are That's definitely true. times, there are definitely times when you'll find yourself wanting to be able to do that. Just feel, you feel stuck and you realize, Oh, I need to upgrade a few things to help me get over this hump. At which point you will be glad to have farmed for a ton of resources already. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll just, pack it in once he's starting to struggle with the with the loop and like even even 15 or 20 loops like it's not like it takes that long to get that far you know no i guess not the hardest part again is like picking your layout of the screen and like where you want to place all your cards and like what your patterns are going to be and stuff that's the like that's the real work of loop hero in my mind and then picking like the good equipment yeah i think i'm starting to understand it a little better i don't know such a good game man so it is good. Uh, hey, people want to send in their thoughts on Elden Ring? Uh, folks can send that to podcast at webergamers.com. Uh, t- title line, Elden Ring is the best ever. OMG, one, one, exclamation point. Or just title it with your death count. 
Mm. Is that the yeah. thing people are streaming? They've got to do that while they're streaming, right? There are definitely some people doing that. I have Man, seen I saw a streamer carrying a gigantic boat anchor. <laughs> Twice the size of the dude. <laughs> I want to yeah. know how you do this. Where do you get that? Nice. Uh, so I think that's pretty rad. If you want to tell me how to find a boat anchor, you can send that to podcast at weweregamers.com or find us on social media at weweregamers, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we're on Instagram and, and YouTube, though, pretty much frequently. Y'all want to get on there? Check that out. That'd be great for us. And especially because Andrew has been putting the chef's kiss level videos out recently. They are very good. I'm having a good time. You know, uh, what else uses a thousand Watts? Space heater. Microwave. microwave. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You can literally microwave your food. Like I said, you can run a real refrigerator for less ice machine and all. That's gotta be fake. I was very curious to see what you thought of the game because I saw people doing the whole like collecting uh, stuff like stuff from the ground like running around doing the whole like World of Warcraft herbalist mm-hmm. stuff and I was like JJ he's either going to hate or love this game but nothing so the in thing, between. The thing I have noticed is all the crafting stuff kind of useless who cares. Mm-hmm. The one thing I will say I've used it for and again I should have kept recording is the uh, uh, like it it's very helpful to be able to just be out and make arrows. It's like, oh, oh sure. I have like, you yes. have like, I've killed 50 boars or whatever. And I just have a bunch of bones and feathers from killing a hundred birds lying around. And I could just use that to craft a whole grip of arrows instead of having to transport back to town or a vendor or something and buy them for 50 souls a pop or whatever. That has been super helpful, but that's really the only thing I've bothered to craft. Cause I haven't been able to, the stuff I want to be able to craft is how do I craft things that let me get out of status effects like bleed and poison and like whatever yeah. worse, worse bleed or double poison or illegal toxic or whatever they have in this game. <laughs> I haven't found any of those yet. I wish I could craft those. Remind then, me if I ever if I ever make a game to have you name stuff illegal toxic and <laughs> double poison and double super bleed. bad. Yeah, that's how it feels, man. <laughs> And, uh, like, I want those and, like, healing items. I haven't found a way to craft any of that stuff. And if I could craft those, I would be, like, farming those materials like no one's business. That would extinct that race of animals. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't found anything like that, so. But, you know, probably by design that they don't let you o- heal or whatever. Open world stuff, man. Yeah. Looks like this uh, Aperture desktop is actually free for everybody. It is, but it's, I guess, made for deck. Uh, yes so yeah i don't know what that means in terms of like what what is made for deck actually mean but uh my guess is that me has like some sort of deal with the haptic controls no here you go so designed as a free playable short for valve's new steam deck desk job walks you through the handhelds controls and features while not being nearly as boring as that sounds there you go that's how it's for the deck i hope law and order takes off i i I like the people in it, but that first one was a little rough. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll see. Well, I hope your ankle is better. I didn't know that you Thanks. felt. Nobody. Yeah, said yeah, it's, yeah. I, I just didn't mention it, but it's uh, it's headed in the right direction. That's good. You know, the the swelling's mostly gone, and 
there's only yeah. a twinge of pain and not really when I put weight on it. So you got like a month to heal up so we can go to nuts. Yeah. 